All right, you guys, welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with Moira Kasaba. And I am super stoked today. We've got the one and only Mr. Anthony Trucks in the house. I have been wanting to get you on the show for a long time. Um, you are, you played in the NFL. I was reading some stuff today. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were an American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. You're an author, you're a speaker, you just embody and teach and preach so much goodness. And um, I'm just, I'm really thrilled to have you on the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to come and hang out with you. Yeah, I did the, the Ninja Warrior thing is one that people usually don't know because I, I don't look like yeah. I should be doing it. But well, I'm a, you kind of do. Let's uh, hang on a second. You kind of do. Well, so physicality wise, right? I'm, I am in yeah. shape, take care of myself, but my size is not meant for that. So most of the people right. that do it are like five foot eight rock climbers and I'm six foot one, 230 pound man. I'm not supposed to hang from my hands, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Uh, but I'm the first former NFL athlete to hit a buzzer on the show now. So I've actually, wow. Yeah. It's been that's cool amazing. Day. First that's... time too. First time. I haven't did it since then. <laughs> the very first time ever. <laughs> like, I did it. One and done. Check one the box. Yeah. Moving on. Exactly. I I five more it. shots at it and didn't get a chance after that, but it's, you uh, know, it was a cool experience. It was really, it was yeah, that's so cool. Well, the first time that I was introduced to you, gosh, it was pre-pandemic. Okay. Um, you know, we speak and, and go to so many seminars, uh, yeah. you know, we're in that world. But I was at Brendan Burchard's um, High Performance Academy. So yeah. he gave me some tickets to grab a crew and head out there. And you came on the stage and I was like, who is this guy? I love this guy's energy and your story. And I followed you ever since. So it's been oh, cool. probably five, gosh, five oh, or wow, six years. Yeah. Yeah, you go back to the HPA days. Yeah, because like yeah. That, that's how I know like uh, how long someone's known. Like when you say HPA, it's like right because he stopped those at a certain point, mm -hmm. and like that's like a, oh you've been in the game for a while. Those who go like yeah. oh, influence, I go oh like right before the pandemic, and those that are like oh the growth day, I'm like oh you just got to know who I am. It's like it's, <laughs> whenever you get to know like his world, it's kind of like the the knowing how long they've known me. Yeah, absolutely. So I've known you for a while, and yeah. I followed you for a while, and it's just. You're one of those bright lights that shows up on my Instagram feed. And, you know, you speak so much of the stuff that I speak and teach and and do in my world. I just align with every th single thing you share. And this morning, I kind of did a deep dive on, I knew some of your story, but gosh, Anthony, I did not know, like, just the whole, the entirety of the story and and how deep it goes. And, and, you know, I was sitting there just in awe of who you are. And it's, it's also not surprising because, and I want people to hear this too. I don't think we get to be great unless we've walked through some really deep and dark valleys, you yeah, know, you need some, you gotta, you gotta have yeah. some, cause you don't, you don't build the muscles unless you have some, some resistance. So yeah, you yeah. absolutely. So what would you say if I was to ask you this question, who would you define Anthony trucks as today? Today, today's a little bit cold because he did a cold plunge with the sun. So he's a little bit cold. <laughs> now we do it every day, but every morning it takes me a little bit of time to warm back up. Yeah. Today, I'm a man of God. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a coach, I'm a speaker. Uh, I'm just, his thing. I'm a regular guy, but I'm not, I'm an irregular um, hearted human, if that makes sense. Like I do mm. what regular dads do, but uh, in the sense of like how I love my kids and how I show up for them, like, but that's a priority for me. Like, that's what I focus on when I'm not dad and husband, like, and I work. I have an irregular desire to help people in a sense of yes. 
taking all the crazy stuff that I've gone through and going, Hey, let me make some use of this. Cause yeah. a lot of things we experience in life, they kind of suck. It's just, it's an unfortunate yeah. part of life. There's a lot of joyous stuff. Yes. But then there's things that kind of aren't that great, mm-hmm. but those, they kind of take the the limelight, you know, they say that uh, the streaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. So when you focus on life, we spend a lot of time focusing on all the things that are negative. And, and so we don't realize that sometimes those are the things that give us the strength to make things positive. So if I can find a way to give somebody a new lesson or a perspective Yes. Their hardship from mine to make their life better. Like I'm all for it. Cause I love the response of thank you, Anthony. So I go, cool. Yeah. I feel appreciated. You feel a little bit better and life goes on. Yes. It's like you're, you're, you know, that whole um, slogan of like using your pain for purpose and yeah. being able to turn that into good work in the world. But also so much of that work is teaching other people that the thing that they think is going to hold them back, the thing that the reason why they think they're never going to be able to have a happy life or succeed can be your superpower yeah, if you frame it right, right? 100%. Because of the opposite's the hard part. So if we go the, the path of, yeah, if this thing takes place, it could be your superpower, which I believe my foster care years, mm. like they suck. You know, a lot of crazy things happen. However, built this really interesting level of grit and tenacity and, and just survival skills that I can do great yeah. with. The problem is on the backside of that, and you don't have to go through foster care to have something like that happen. Any hardship is relatively hard to you. You can have it be an amazing reason to do well, but then what happens is some people, the other side is they make it an amazing reason to do poorly. Right. It's an excuse. It's a crutch. It's a lean on thing. And they spend an entire lifetime. I got people in my family right now that I'm I'm like having this conversation with my wife about. So I have a very, um, very tight bubble of what I allow to get in and I have removed Mm -hmm. all crazy. I have no one in my life that brings yeah. me any kind of crazy or chaos or there's nothing. I don't have space for it because the way that I serve, mm-hmm. anything that takes away from it's a problem. So I've I've meticulously removed these things, but they seep in in different parts of the world, yeah. which is family. You can't remove that. Right. And it's to watch certain dynamics of, of people. And I've got someone who they are early 40s and who for some reason trying to find ways to blame their mother for situations mm-hmm. from when they were like seven. From mom, like, well, you left me here and then somebody beat me up. And it's like, well, you were seven. Like, right. what are you doing right now? <laughs> 40, bro. Grow, you know, it's like, yeah. So, but these, that's what happens is people, they just, they find a way to anchor to something. Mm-hmm. Just hold on to it. Cause it's, it's a reason to look back and go, well, I haven't done much. I'm not where I want to be. So as opposed to me going, maybe it's, it's something I should take responsibility yeah. for. Let me find some convoluted way to make it somebody else's fault. So right. I don't have to embrace this suck. And that becomes a, it becomes a death sentence for some people. It's a prison they've yeah. never themselves from. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. You just said so many good things I want to like roll into. But before we get into this, can you tell us a little bit of the story? Because I know that there's probably people out there, like you said, you know, that don't know kind of the backstory of, of really, I'm going to say how you were built, right? Yeah where you came from and the trials that you faced and just the road. I mean, oh, I was sitting there with like tears just streaming down my cheeks this morning, watching some of these videos. And, and, you know, I even had so many questions come up that I want to ask you today, but can you take us back? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll try to make it as concise as possible. Uh, So, (laughs) but I was, I was given away at a young age, three years old to a foster care system was really bad. It was just, uh, it was very heinous for kids my age, you know, young mm-hmm. bucks that didn't, there was no social media, you couldn't tell the world. So you have this immediate initial feeling of, I don't matter. Nobody cares about me. I'm not going to have much happen in my life. And which is unfortunately something we all feel at some point in time. I just had an experience with it earlier on. 
I progressed from there to get adopted at 14 years old by a very poor all-white family, navigate the ups and downs of who am I, where do I fit, how do I navigate this thing called life? And that progressed into me trying to find a way to be great at something, but realizing when we usually try something for the first time, we want we have a, a, just a passion around, I'm going to be amazing. You try it. Typically, we suck at it first. Yeah. We're not very good. Almost always. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a choice. Choice A is I, I go ahead and lean in. And I go, I'm going to find a way to get great at this because that's the goal. Or option two, which unfortunately 90% of people take is, let me make a really good excuse to not do this and yeah. to, to, you know, why I'm doing something else and unique. And so I, I did that. And for a couple of years, did that and had a, a good awakening at one point. I was like, I don't want to be this guy that's just a, another statistic of foster care. Yeah. And so I found a way to dive back into that thing I want to be great at, which at the time was football. Yep. And found a way to get really good at it. it. It opened up a lot of doors for me for life. Got a college scholarship, went to college, had my first son in college. Met my real dad, I think the same year, I think I had my son in college, sophomore year. Progressed wow. on to, um, you know, graduate from college and then played in the NFL. NFL stands for not for long. You get in, you get hurt, you get out. <laughs> so third year I'm in, I get out, come home, didn't know who I was without football. And blew my life up in a sense of like, yeah. I have to find the guy again. I got to, I got to be the guy, you know, and, yeah. and doing that, you, you lose sight of all the things that are near your life. We had two more kids, my high school sweetheart and I, who were mother of my son, had two more kids, find ourselves in a situation. It was a, a bad divorce and it got ugly. I can just see it was a bad divorce. So for three years separate and I, I did find myself, I'm bouncing around doing as a, as a man of faith. Um, doing things that weren't within my my wheelhouse of faith, right? I had multiple yeah. partners and I'm, you know, running around and drinking and hanging out. And it just didn't, I didn't feel good. I didn't like me. Yeah. I didn't. I woke up one time, looked in the mirror and I go, I hate this guy looking back. And mm. it was that paired with the fact that I lost my adoptive mom to MS after her 17 year battle. And I just kind of realized like, I have the physical abilities to make my life great, but my life isn't great. Whose fault is that? Yeah. A hundred percent responsibility, taking responsibility for had that. To. And then in that, yeah. I go, well, I don't like who I am. I want to have more. Who has more? Well, somebody that I, I could visually see people having more. Well, why don't I have that? Oh, I'm not that person. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. I had to figure out this whole concept of identity. And what I realized was you can't have a dream above your current identity. Yes. Just can't happen. Because the things right. that, that that dream requires, a certain identity is doing the habits, the actions, they have a mentality, optimistic. They just, they, they operate at a level that that mm -hmm. becomes the reality for them. So if I want that, I have to operate at that level identity-wise. And if I don't, I can't feel bad and, and blame the world for not having that thing that I desire most. Right. So I elevated my identity and and fast forward a bunch of years. Now I'm here talking to you. Oh my gosh. You really did wrap that up pretty damn concisely. <laughs> That's right. I've, I've told it many times. And I still yeah. love it every time. I think there's something someone told me earlier was two things. Uh, one is... Whenever you're telling the story, it's somebody's first time hearing it. So give them yeah. that gift. Never rob them of the gift. And he said, two, the story is not your story. It's your experience, but it's the mm. world's story. Mm, I love that. I love that. So here's a question that kind of came up for me. And, and then we can dig into this whole identity thing because it's one of my favorite topics. I feel like there was that pivotal day and that point, right? When you were 14 and, and you wanted to be great at football. Mm -hmm. And then you had this other day where you're, you know, find yourself in this place at 20 something where you've gone through this horrible divorce. You're not living the life you want to live. We all have a lot of those moments in those days, I think, where we're like, enough is enough. I'm making these like radical decisions. I'm going to, you know, be a different person. We have 
everybody has those moments. Yeah. And they make a shift for a day or two. But like, you know, when I was watching you this morning, throwing 500 footballs up in the air per day, every day, yeah. laying on your back to catch 500 a day. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like something a lot of kids would do for a day or two, right? Yeah. <laughs> like they're like, yeah. I'm going to be no. an NFL star. I'm yeah. going to do this every day. And then it just falls off. It does. It was crazy. So, I didn't even do it for foot for NFL. I was like, I just want to be good in high school. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> small bar for me, but it was enough to get me there. But what is it? What is the magic formula to staying consistent with it? Do you think? Because that's everybody's problem in every goal, dream, path is is the consistency that you and I know that if we just stay the freaking course, we are going to get there. Yeah. But most people can't see that road. And so what do you, what do you, what advice do you have there? Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing we have is an issue with the immediate gratification the world is desiring now. And it's not helped by the, the door dashes of the world and the video right. games. So it's, it's honestly, it's unfortunate, but we, yeah. we are a victim of our amazing, you know, physiology in a sense of the way the brain gets triggered by things. And we're so smart as a society that we create tools to trigger that thing whenever we want. So people feel good sitting on the couch and doing nothing. So right. battling, literally battling physiology and, and the way the brain works. But you can actually rewire things. And this is mm -hmm. this is kind of the thing that I looked at uh, in hindsight, having you know gone through the journey and go, what was the thing that made me do that back then? Yeah, because I, I just I did not want to to drop a football again. I was doing it from a place of I don't want to be in that funky kids making fun of me. I'm not the great yeah. kind of thing. I was like, I just want to be great. So what does it look like? 500 reps. And what happens the first couple of times you do it, it's like, it is a little bit difficult, right? But eventually it gets to the point where it's so, it was so hard in the beginning. It now becomes hard not to do. Mm -hmm. Like it becomes part as it becomes part of your identity. And so the right. more you do it, the more it becomes normalized. My son does 200. He hasn't got to 500 yet, but he's only <laughs> 13. He's working on it. Uh, but the idea for me, I go, well, what was the the journey? Here's what it is. For me, when I look at individuals, they are they're identifying with the outcome and they are waiting to have like praise at the peak. Mm. The peak of the mountain is when they want to praise themselves. I want to feel great at the peak of the mountain. Mm. But I go, if you if you hiked a mountain at any point in time, where do you spend more time? Do you spend more time at the peak or on yeah. the right? I know we're gonna spend way more time on the climb. So I go, why would I try to find a way to fall in love with the climb, the process? And you've heard it before, like you got to fall in love with the process. This is not new information, but people don't know how to fall in love with the process. Yeah. First thing is when you want to fall in love with something, you have to have admiration for it, right? Mm -hmm. We only admire the outcomes. We, we, yes. we compare ourselves to the outcomes. And if you're only admiring and comparing the outcomes, well, every day when you're not there, you go, I suck. And so mm -hmm. you don't fall in love with it. But if I go, man, I'm going to identify with the efforts. I'm going to admire my efforts. Mm. Then what happens, you start falling in love with the nuance. Like, I feel good because I got this done today. I feel good because I said this thing today. I completed this. And you feel great. And the cool thing is, if the steps are in the right direction, you will inevitably reach that place. So it's I love that. Yeah. I mean, that is so powerful because I'm such a type A Enneagram 3 personality that I fall victim to this all the time. It's like you're you're hustling to get somewhere and you know, you just are so focused on the fact that you're not there and shifting that focus to, you know, putting your head on the pillow at night, knowing that you did really freaking good yeah. because you put the effort in, right? Yeah, it's just, that's life. And that's the cool thing is that is your life. Yeah. 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 It's not lived in the moments, the vacations. It's, it's the everyday. Right. It's that's like, I, 
I, I have the most joy when I look at my life and I'm like, I'm sitting on my couch, my wife, and my kids watching a TV show. Yeah. Like that for me, as much as it sounds like it's great, I would rather do that. And it sounds weird compared to like, we have a trip coming to Japan and I'm, I'm yeah. going to love the trip to Japan. It's going to be amazing for the memories, but I'm going to probably have the most fun sitting on the airplane, just hanging out with everybody, mm-hmm. you know, just watching the shows or like admiring some mountain, like, but that's the stuff. And I, I don't yeah. think people, because the world that we have is so prevalent in sort of showing all the things you don't have you don't have this ferrari you don't have this belt you don't have this car we think about the things we don't have and i go no but i got this great house and i got peace in my home i don't when my wife and i are yelling back and forth my kids have food we like we have peace i get to serve other kids by having them come work out my kids like for free that that for me creates a really cool life and and it's not the sexiest thing in the world people don't look at go man i really want them like but if you were to live in it, you'd be like this. People love coming to my house because it's just yeah. like, it's peaceful. It's just yeah. like, got a good got a good thing going here. And when they get hurt, it's like, you realize you're seeking all this stuff, the money that's, mm-hmm. but like that, that's the thing you really want. At the end right. of the day, you want to feel comfortable and at peace in your own skin as yes. well as in your environment. So that's, that's all identity work, man. And, and it's what I call dark work. It's actually, um, the love that we have is a progression we're making towards. We're launching it in the summertime this concept called dark work because all the things we're talking about they're not things the world sees in light they're not mm-hmm. things that are celebrated or sexy often they're misunderstood they're often ridiculed by friends and family these things you're doing but it's that work you do in the dark that allows you to shine brightest mm-hmm. in the light whether it's physically it's mentally it's uh, emotionally it's career-wise all those things you see people doing it's only because of things they did that nobody saw but the thing right. nobody saw it rewired them an identity level, psychologically, yeah. neurologically, to where now they express themselves like this and their identity matches their dream. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh, so much good stuff. So I feel like what we can share here collectively, you and I, is that it's so important when we're writing, you know, I love writing out goals and vision and all that stuff, but a piece of it is don't miss the goals and the vision you have around the stuff that really matters. It's it's totally okay to want to be able to afford to take your family to Japan or or do all those things. Mm-hmm. But what's the other stuff too? You know, because when we want more intimate connections with our kids and our spouse, that's something we can find literally today, right? Yeah, we today. might not be able to find Japan today. Yeah. And so if you can focus on that and, you know, I've had this great experience and path and success, but I can remember, and I will never forget for years, I was shooting for this Bora Bora trip. That was like next freaking level, you know, something I'll, well, I will do it again at some point in my life, but it was like once in a lifetime, it felt like, so shooting for that for years, I will never forget being in Bora Bora slightly devastated because I wasn't at my son's basketball game. That was probably in the most podunk country gym. Yeah. But having that clarity of, I am definitely not happier sitting in Bora Bora than I would be sitting at my son's game. In fact, I think yeah. I know I'd be happier sitting at his game. Yeah. 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 It's a, it, the, the, the thought you were, I was having when you had that, when we yeah. talked about the beginning, I go, yeah, this vacation in Japan is nice, but it's nice because the people I'm going with were in good yes. relation, you know? Yes. It's, it's kind of what you're saying. Like there's, it's the everyday. My son and I, this morning, instead of cold plunge, every morning we get up and we take a, a hike to the top of the hill near our house. I can mm-hmm. see right now inside our house. It's about seven minutes up, seven minutes back. We do a prayer. We do gratitude. We come back down. We do a cold plunge, two minutes, 10 minute meditation in the gym. And then I give him a hug, tell him I love him. He's off for the day. 
And the thing for me is like, that's the nuance of every single yeah. weekday morning for us. It's just how we do our thing. And that that's the things that are the moments that we live. And it starts the conversation for the day. Yeah. I get to have joy with him in the morning, right? And But that's why when I take the trip to Japan, I can sit next to him and have a cool conversation. Yeah. You can yeah. share these, I can, you know, hang out. But it's like, if you don't have that, then when you try to feign that, it, it's noticed. It's weird. If you never talk to your kid and all of a sudden we're on a trip now, let's right. all be close. It's awkward. You yes. Know? And, yes. And so it's, and, and then you want to be those places. So all these little things tie in and gosh, you know, the thing is, is here's what I will tell you. We go back to your first question of, well, how does someone stay disciplined? I think the thing yeah. for me is people, people assume that they're going to have this emotion of, I want this and I'm going to stay disciplined in that emotion. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing is dis discipline. The word has disciple to follow plan, plan, to follow plan. Now it's not a perfect segment of the words, but I found a, a way to make sense of it is we oftentimes try to stay disciplined to the emotion. Mm -hmm. I want to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I can't wait. I'm going to right? But then one day you'll wake up without that emotion. You won't feel like doing it. And if you're only disciplined in emotion, you'll be disciplined in a new emotion of, I don't want to do it. So mm -hmm. you don't do it. However, if you have a plan in place, when you wake up, it doesn't matter how you feel. Right. It just doesn't. This is the plan. This is what I do. So yeah. when it comes to me saying, well, how do you stay on track and on discipline? Well, I have a plan. <laughs> so, right, right. Absolutely. Because the plan I get up, do I feel like doing it every day? Absolutely not. I'm, right. This morning I was sitting on the couch, ticking away some stuff for our, our funnels I got to create and launch out. Do I want to stop that and go take a, a hike and, and a cold plunge at face value? No, I don't want to do that. It's going right. to be cold and comfortable, right? <laughs> but I will say like, all right, but that that's not in the plan. The plan is close right. the laptop, go do it. So I do it and I go, oh. I love this. And now it's done. And I'm on to the next thing. And so yeah, the idea is a lot of people are trying to find some emotional answer that allow them to feel mm -hmm. good about feeling a certain way. Right. And that drives me, how do I get the feeling to stay on track? You don't get the feeling to stay on track. Right. Plan in place that you've crafted that you know will help you in the outcome based on the actions you're going to be taking. And then you stick to that. You, you, yeah. what I say is you don't go big, you go small in a yes. really big way. Simple yes. things done consistently. It'll change your life. That 100% will change everything about your persona, your identity. Yeah. So I always say small things aren't small things. They're actually everything, right? Like they're mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I also always share with people because I, I think people just sometimes need the knowledge, the awareness, the aha that I'm like, listen, you worked out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because you were motivated in my book, those days don't really count. Like for me, I'm like, these, these days don't count. I'm super excited. I'm ready to hop out of bed. I'm ready to get in the gym. Yeah. The days that count really count. And I, and I do believe this is where the rewiring that we're talking about happens is the day I had today where I woke up exhausted. Do it. I was like, I can't freaking do this. Yeah. And like, I had to really put in the effort to be like, this is who I freaking am. Like this, is, you know, like I had to do some real rewiring this morning because it was a tough freaking day. Yeah. Those are the days that count. Like they, those they, count so they, much more. I agree. And they, be, and they actually, it makes you more, here's the interesting, you're going to like this one. So my son is the same kind of day that you're talking about maybe two weeks ago. He's like, dad, oh, I'm tired. And I go, great. It's yeah. the day to do it. He goes, what do you mean? I go, mm -hmm. the days you don't want to do are the days that, that make it better to do it. He goes, why? So we went through it. And I, I, the whole thing went through. And he got things. I do feel good about myself. Because what happens is when you've done the hard thing, you actually feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, man, I, I got that done. There's more pride. There's more joy. You become more of the person you're trying to become on those harder days. Yeah. Actually, a, a, a neurological way this happens too. 
So at a level of psychology and like call it neurology, neurology, the way the brain wires, everything that we are is happening current time because of past experiences. Mm -hmm. There's no way that I have an identity or you have an identity of what you see yourself to be without proof and or an experience, right? That's what wires us for joy, for optimism, for for even negativity, right? It's what makes us us is our past experiences. But there's also this interesting thing that when we have what's called eustress, the thing you're talking to, it's hard. I don't want to do it, right? The eustress is a positive stress. Mm-hmm. It actually triggers the brain to release a protein that uncodes more of our dormant DNA. So, actually so I, I uncovered some dormant DNA today. We do. It's just a natural thing because a lot. That's yeah. a, so it's like this thing of when you talk about it's in you, right? like a man of faith, like there's a lot already in us. Yeah. But God, give, when they say when God says, hey, God, I want to have, you know, the strength to do this. He doesn't he doesn't make you stronger. He gives you a problem to get strong with. Right. right? It's it, the idea is that there's a lot within us already. And we just have to put ourselves in positions to experience it and unravel it. You become more of the dormant, amazing human you already are. And so it's like on those days where I, I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. I'm like, this is where the true growth comes. This is yes. where the genuine progression happens. Yeah. And that's the self-talk I always have to remind myself of. You know, it's like, I I believe I'm on this planet to grow. Mm-hmm. And it's the days that suck that I'm like, shit, you know, yeah. this is what I came for. This is what I truly asked for. Yeah. And am I willing to level up in this moment? And mm-hmm. And when you do, and, and, you know, I always say we're wiring and rewiring in every single thought and every single action. And so every single time that we don't finish a workout or we don't follow through on our plan or whatever it is, you're conditioning yourself in that direction, or you can choose to condition yourself in the other direction. Like every action that you take or don't is, yeah, or don't take is positive or negative. And that's something that people got to kind of take a hold of. So I love what you said about, you know, emotion leaving us, right? Like we're, we are dependent on the emotion to kind of carry us through to be disciplined. So we got to have a plan, yeah. right? So I love that because, you know, I, I do the habit share app and habit trackers and all this stuff. And so I feel like that is so necessary. So that's kind of half of it, I think. And I think this other half is the identity work, right? Because something that I've studied and learned through NLP neurolinguistic programming is like, it's really habits can become hard to, to stay on track with, but what's under it. And this is the work that you do. If we're stepping into a new identity, what I want people to understand is the habits don't, they're not that hard anymore. No, they're not at all. It's actually effortless effort. Yeah. Yeah. So can we talk about some of that? Yeah, of course. Uh, the, actually, one leads to the other one. There's some great books on habits. You know, there's The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. You have Atomic Habits. You have, uh, there's, I want to say, Tiny Habits, BJ Fogg. And they're all great books. And they all do a great job of talking to the concepts of habits and the power of them. But they do drop off a cliff when it comes to what you're trying to do. I know that there's a, a discussion, you know, I think inside of, I want to say, Atomic Habits says the idea is at some point to to no longer say I'm trying not to smoke, but to say I'm not a smoker. Mm-hmm. That's kind of extent they go with identity work. The reality is you should select habits that will help you wire for a new identity. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. People go, well, how do I do that? And I, should I just think of my higher self. Nope, you shouldn't do that. There's studies, <laughs> you know, it's it's weird. Like it, there's an actual study by UCLA called the stranger inside. They wire the brains up and they go, Hey, um, there's some pictures of you and your loved ones and stuff. Like, what do you feel? Love would light up in the brain. And they showed pictures of people they didn't know, and stranger would light up in the brain. They'd ask them, Hey, tell us about your future self. 
stranger would light up in the brain, right? Because oh, we can't wow. see ourselves in the future. What you can do, however, is go, who in the world do I, I look at and go, I like that specific expression of their identity. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the way they they parent. Maybe it's the way they teach. Maybe it's the way that they, they work out, right? But maybe I hate the way that this person who works out well shows up as a husband. Maybe he's all about his body, right? Great job, that expression, but he's a horrible husband, right? I don't yeah. want that part, but I like that part. What yeah. can I look at and go, well, what are the habits and the actions this person takes? Because I don't want to go, how do they feel? How do they identify? That that you're seeing the expression of how they they show up. You're seeing what the outcome is, right? So I know mm-hmm. that something is tracked back to what they do. Let me see what they do, and the more I see, I can go, okay, I get it. They they get up on time. They're, they're re- like regimen with their structure, the nutrition, all that kind of stuff. And here's why it's important. When I start crafting habits and taking actions and thinking about how I'm flowing, and especially the days I don't want to do it, I don't ask myself, what would future Anthony do? Right. 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 It's about now. Yeah. It's now, and I'll go. Okay, I know I want to get in great shape. What would that guy who I want to be like that kind of person in shape, what would that person do? And it will provide you an answer that you don't want. Right. But now I know what I'm supposed to do. So, okay, that's what I'm going to do. And the more you do these things, like you said, it is hard to do it because it naturally feels like a fish out of water, like I'm in someone else's skin because it's just not who I am to do this. Right. It's not your current identity. So it's not going to feel normal. Right. The more you do it, and then you beat yourself against the grain. You got to, you get up and do it. I don't feel like doing it, but it's the plan for the day, right? I'm being disciplined to the plan and I do it. Mm-hmm. It eventually becomes this thing where now you're right. Like it's not hard to do it. It's actually hard not to do it so yeah. much so that you feel out of alignment and kind of awkward if you don't get it done. Right. And that's a powerful place because people understand that that's what makes those people successful. They look at their life and go, I'm the person that does a video every day, Right. So if I don't do a video, I'm not who I am. And human right. beings, oh man, of all things that we don't like to be is out of alignment with ourselves. Yes. We, we just, it's icky for us. So yeah. create a new alignment. I will fight to stay in alignment. So therefore, when we're going towards a goal or aspiration or dream, if you don't identify with that dream or the actions to it, mm-hmm. you're eventually not going to do it because it, it's going to be this weird thing. But if it's who I am to do it, I'm not even, I'm not even questioning. I'm not even thinking about it. I'm just getting it done so much. So listen, this one's fun. When I look at the amount of hours, most people can focus on something. If it's something that's who you are to do it, what happens, we have these, there's no decision-making, but those are to make decisions. We diminish our actual mental tank mm-hmm. to focus. That's why Steve Jobs only wore black turtlenecks, right? He's yeah. No decisions. The, the least decisions necessary for him mm-hmm. outside of the big ones, because he only has a certain capacity for it. So if you get up and you go, should I work out today? Yeah. I write that email. Should I talk to that person? Should I get my, you know, my walk it, whatever it is. Well, you're, you're now draining your brain. So at about two hours in your, your brain smoked, you've worked yeah. yourself questions, right? Whereas for me, it's not a question. It is who I am to work out, to write the emails, to say those things. It's who I, so I'm not, I'm not questioning my brain power is good. So yeah. by the end of a year, if in a year's time, every day you can get two hours, but I can get six. I you're got way ahead of the year too. Can't touch wow. me. And yeah. I keep expanding past that because of the identity. Yes, 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 yes. And I have been on this tangent recently with the women that I lead and coach is like overthinking and lack of time management. I think we can Horrible. sum almost everybody's lack of success up into overthinking. You're overthinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're overthinking, you're not managing your time. You know, Absolutely. it's like, I show up and I'm like, this is what I do at 5.30. This is what I do at six. This is what I do at seven. And it's not 
from this neurotic place. No, it's it's from, yeah, it's freedom. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing. People are like, oh, I'm so bad at time management. Time management isn't hard, right? It's no. kind of like addition. Yeah. I mean, this is something a, a first grader could learn. Yeah. But you've got to know what you're doing, but most importantly, when you're doing it, right? Yeah. And I felt this yesterday, going back to like what your time with your son in the morning, I got, I was able to, you know, hop on the golf cart yesterday and cruise my daughter up to volleyball practice and sit there on the beach, completely detached from my phone. And that was like the magic moment yesterday. Like the life is so freaking good, you know, but the only reason I got that time and then we came home and had tacos and, you know, kids were around, we're watching baseball is because I, I got shit done during the day, you know, like there was a time in my professional life where my time was so mismanaged that everything kind of confounds and compounds. And, you know, at night I'm returning text messages and I'm trying to get this post up. Hair on fire. Yeah, hair on fire. And I'm like, no more, you know, because just like you said, I've got that six hours of focus Mm -hmm. and therefore I get freedom on the other side of that. Yeah, it's the, uh, I have actually a whole planner I made called GPS Planner. It's built on this concept because- Cause for me, I realized that I was scatterbrained too, like that. I just had a lot yeah. of things. And so you everything has to get done all the time. And I go first off, then everything has to get done now. I could put that out six months, five months. I could put it Absolutely. a year away. Fine. Yeah. No, no one's waiting for it but me, right? That's the first part. Secondly, people go, it's a lot of it's a lot of thinking and regimen. I go, no, no, here's the problem. You go into an hour and you have seven things on your head that have mm-hmm. to get done. And so because of the seven things that are existing, you know, in your whole, the one you're working on is clouded by the other six. Absolutely. You're not effective. You're not efficient. You leave that hour not getting anything of meaningful effort done on any of them. Whereas for me, I sharpen the ax on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. I go, what needs to be done? And I, and I have, I actually four or five weeks out from my schedule all the time, but I know what's coming up next week. And it's not usually anything new. It's like, it's going to yeah. be voice the new stuff, but I know what I'm doing. So what happens? I show up to the, that first hour. Mm-hmm. My brain can focus on just that for the hour. Yeah. Which, you've got one yeah, thing instead of seven. Yeah, exactly. It's done. So I'm, I'm, I get that done. I go to the next, and the next, and now all of a sudden at the end of the week, not only did I get all those things and I'm on the next things and you're still stuck in the first seven. Yeah. It's the yeah. same stuff over and over. And it, and what it does, you said also, it's like when I, when I turn my computer off at two 45 and go get my kids, mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking about work. I'm now right. present at home. So my relationship yes. is good. My peace of mind is good. I can be a regular human because I'm at peace with the pieces of the yes. work I needed to get done, done. So good. So good. Your your brain and my brain are so much alike. I have a planner too, just because I was like, I need to be able to teach people this. And what was really interesting was the other morning, because I, you know, I have every single thing written down that I can possibly, if it's, you know, an idea that I want to do six months out, it's, it's on the sheet just so I can have it down there. So I don't have to keep it in my mind. And the other morning I jumped out of the shower, I was getting ready, I was putting some makeup on. And like, I thought about these things that I was like, oh crap, I can't forget to do this shit. I got to call this person back. And all of a sudden I'm like, and then I do this thing in my brain where I'll like say a word for each task. So I'm like yeah, repeating these them. words, like call don't Kelly, do this, da, 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 da. don't lose them. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, wait a second. Is this what everybody feels like all freaking day? Cause they're all not time. writing it down. Yeah. I got like, copious notes for the stuff. I do the same thing in my brain. Yeah. But I, I, it made me feel literally insane and exhausted and it was 7 15 in the morning and all i had to do was get myself to the kitchen where my planner was and once i wrote it down i was like it's out of my head it's off the list 
Most people but won't write it down because it's it's a to-do list. They have to feel like they have to get done. Whereas for me, I have an, like an allocation of to-dos. Like some things are great yeah. ideas. They go other places and I never, I won't revisit it until later. Right. Like it needs to be out of my head because you're right. There's a weight to the, to the brain if I'm taking these tasks in my next meeting. Yes. So you got, yeah. you got to get them off. Yeah. I, my son, I'm trying to teach this. He's got ADHD <laughs> like me and I haven't got him to learn like how to write things down to the extent of he, he'll ask the question. And like, we're like, hold on, I got to ask. He'll spit it out because he goes, if I don't say it, I'll forget right. it. How old is he? The next, he's 13. His brain's on to the next thing. So yeah. All right. So mine's 14 going on 15 ADHD. Same thing. Yeah. Athlete, very similar. And I'm trying to teach him too. So hopefully you get it nailed down before I did. We will. Um, I, I lucked out my oldest. He's, he's 18. He's a freshman in college and he doesn't have any of that stuff. He's just chill. Yeah. Yeah. That's chill. The, the youngest is a headache. <laughs> I can relate. But here's the reality. Like my life was a freaking rough road, right? Like lots of just tragedy and extremely hard things, your life as well. You know, we've both got brains that our natural tendency is to be the opposite of scheduled, is to be the opposite of disciplined. Yeah. And I think that's so much of where probably our heart and our passion comes from what we teach is like, I always kind of jokingly say, listen, if I can figure it out, you can figure it out. But yeah. understanding that somebody that didn't come into the world with a silver platter or come into the world with a skill set or a natural tendency to be this type of person has then become radically successful with these things, just to the audience out there to know that this is all you know, Marie Forleo, I love the title of her book. Like everything is figure outable. Like everything is literally figure outable. You just got to put the time in, into what you said, doing the work, right. Doing the work behind the curtain that, that nobody is seeing. Yeah, and so, work. yeah, dark work. I love that. I love that. Um, when we first got on the podcast today, I mentioned that I had that morning of like, you know, press and stop on my workout, like having to get my brain in the right place and like do some identity work and then step back in and crush it. And you said you've got your non-negotiables. You touched on that a little bit with the walk, the meditation. So what does that look like so that you kind of have this framework set up for yourself daily mm. so that you don't allow, you know, the voices in? Yeah, well, I, I like the idea that for me, action and suffering. So anytime I've like some weird suffering is crazy, I always take an action and or mm. if I have something that spins me up. And I'm sitting there, I go, me sitting here is doing nothing to stop mm -hmm. this, I'm only aiding it. So I need to do something. So that, that's one thing that keeps it out. And then as opposed to saying, don't think about that, I, I put something else on my tasks to get done. There's a lot of wrangling my brain too. I'm, I'll make sure this is clear. Like I have, <laughs> I have to wrangle my brain a lot. I got timers and places that I go specific for certain work that I do. Because mm -hmm. if I don't, I won't get things done. I'm aware of my brain. I'm aware of what it does. So I have to battle mm -hmm. it actively. It's super weird. Um, but for me, a lot of it is, I have a, a really solid structure in terms of what I tell myself I have to structure and fall call follow from about 7.15 till 2.45. Yeah. 7.15, I, so I, I kind of don't, my son doing our morning routine, I'm off to my kind of taking away the emails and stuff. And it's like eight o'clock, really is where the whole day starts. Mm -hmm. But I go through till 2.45. Now that window of time, it I'm looking at now, it is hour by hour, 15 minutes by 15 minutes, color-coded, yes. ordered, structured, right? But I didn't do that Sunday. I did that four Sundays ago. Yes. Here's a secret yes. to how I do my things. I realize that for me, I have a lot of ideas and aspirations, but they all get, there's a lot of things that get done. And what happens is I never have space for it because I'm always yeah. 
it was always like two weeks out. I'm like, where am I going to fit this in in two weeks? And I go, mm-hmm. what if I started going farther? So I go about five weeks out. Mm-hmm. And what it does, is it allows me to take ideas that I can kick off to the distance and put them in a week or three weeks out. And so what now I can do is I can leave it there. And now it's, it's off my brain. I'm not, like yes. you said, it's written down. I'm not thinking. Now I do have to think about what is the project? How many hours? What's the due date? Like there's some thinking done, but I'm doing that five weeks away. Right. Well, I can sit on a Sunday and think about this and I organize things. Kate, it's done. Then when I enter this week, like I didn't know what was on my schedule and the day day until like 7.15. I didn't know yeah. I was doing the day. <laughs> I was like, let me take a look. Oh, I got podcasts. <laughs> but everything's prepared. Because even when I put podcasts up that I'm recording with on my podcast, right? time in advance of when notes are taking place. I got a, I'm looking at it right now. I got a thing I have to do next week on, I think nine, was it like nine in the morning of the 25th that I have to prepare for. So I'm already looking at Friday where I put in the preparation for it. Yes. Like as yes. soon as it goes in, I'm putting these things in so I can yes. release it. And then all I have to do is show up the day and do that day properly. Yeah. If I don't, if I'm thinking, is it going to, it's going to get done. Like previous Anthony, like past Anthony, I trust him. He did what he had to do so that I can show up now and just get after it. So my day is comprised of all the things today and then 245 hits and I close it all up and I become a regular human driving around that everybody's like, ah, just must regular guy, right? No (laughs) idea what else I just did, but that's how I live my life. And it keeps me in amazing flow. Yeah. I love that. And it, it's so funny because I leave here at 245 too. So our worlds are so freaking similar because I'm, yeah. I'm doing the same thing. Like number one on the priority list, is that going to take me 15 minutes or 30 minutes? That's what I block out, you know, and then you move to the next task and move to the next task. It is, it sounds crazy. It sounds like oh neurotic, God. but it does the opposite. I just want to, I want to drive that point home that that is how you show up and do things with excellence, right? Mm-hmm. And I also want to say that like, for me, there's there's every once in a while, not usually Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, but there's even space blocked in, right? Like somebody might say, hey, can we chat at two? And I mean, I always laugh when my husband's like, can you go to lunch? I'm like, babe, every single hour is blocked every single day. Like, I don't, I don't mean to be not nice, but like, we got to do that on Fridays and you got to tell me on Monday, you know, cause I want to go to lunch, but like, I've got everything scheduled out. Everybody got time for that. <laughs> but white space, right? Like I had to learn how to give myself white space too, yeah. where I try to meditate every day at two or two fifteen to kind of refuel before yeah. I get back in the car and go get the kids, you know, just recenter, reground, give myself back some brain energy. Cause it's so depleted by that point. Yeah. And so somebody might be like, Hey, can you chat it too? And I'm like, no, I'm booked. And I mean that like I'm Sorry. booked because I'm meditating, you know, and I was, I was telling a group of women this the other day and they started laughing like hysterically. And I was like, I'm, I'm dead serious. When I say that, like I stand, I hold my commitments to myself Mm -hmm. just as much as I hold my commitments to people that need my time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah, I I actually have scheduled stuff where I'll I'll block out. Like I can look three weeks out. I know, like it says creating for me. So, which Mm -hmm. means there's something I'm creating. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll have space to fill it in. And if it comes to my day and if it shows up like tomorrow, which rarely happens and it's not filled in, I don't do anything. I'll just, right. I'll, I'll watch Netflix. So sometimes like, well, I'll just do this. <laughs> and, and here's the thing. I'm still ahead of schedule. Everything's yeah. quite what it's supposed to be. But if you were to ask me, Anthony, are you available tomorrow? No, I'm not. <laughs> like, right. Right. No, not. Exactly. I totally available. agree. And I remember. To. Yeah. Okay. What there was a holiday. Holiday seasons are crazy. And I remember my husband being like, 
wait, we have to go to this party on Tuesday night. And I was like, oh no, I declined. And he's like, what are we doing? Why can't we go? And I said, because we have scheduled to take off that night. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, we have so much going on that I know we need a night where we're not obligated. We're at home. He's like, so we're, we're, we can't go to this party because we're doing nothing. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, exactly. But it is written down. <laughs> That's what it yeah. is. Yep. I got it in the calendar. And, and, and the thing is, whenever you start, whenever you start giving your time more value, you become of more value to other people. Yes. Because, because people can't just get you when they want to get you and, and you know, get in a hold of you. And then also you're doing things that are making you more valuable to the world, whether it's learning, yes. getting, preparing. And, and so there's this thing where I think people, uh, they, they, they feel bad. Like they can't have the time. Like you, like, I don't respect you. It's like, it's not the thing. It's I, I teach people how to treat me based on how I treat me. Mm-hmm. So I hold my value to a, my life time to a certain value or you're not doing anything. It's not rude. It's actually the most respectful thing because now people want to have to do one of two things. One, they have to understand who you are and, and respect that. Right. But then also too, they have to level themselves up to get to a point of like maybe making themselves more of an individual that, that you would want to spend some time with. Like I said, I have a tight bubble of what I keep around me and I, I don't have space for crazy. I don't have space mm-hmm. for 15 minute calls to just talk about, I love that video. And I, I saw you on a stage. Like, I appreciate that. I really, really do at the heart of my heart. I love that. Mm-hmm. But there's a way that I'm able to show up and serve you in that manner. And if I don't yes. have myself behind the scenes preparing for that, then the next person that sees me the way you did doesn't get that impact. Yes. I can't yes. give you that 15 minutes. It's just not right. going to serve the way I need to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I had to um, cancel. I was supposed to be on a podcast this afternoon and I would never cancel on somebody else, you know, ever. And um, my son, I have to bring him for an MRI and right after, you know, he's a baseball player. I'm like, oh Jesus, what's happening? You know, a lot of anxiety going into that. And I knew this morning, I was like, my head's not going to be in the right place going, you know, I'm going to be watching the clock at this interview this afternoon where I'm going to have to jump off and race to school to get him race to the MRI. And I was like, I never cancel on people, but I want to be there fully present with, you know, all my energy and focus. And I got to reschedule because, you know, just like you said, we need to show up as the best version of ourselves. And so it's priority, you know, it's got to be done. Can we go back to identity real quick? Because I love the, and I don't know if this is something you teach specifically, but the concept of I am, you know, I think I am is really the two most powerful words. And even if we're saying, and I think people disconnect it when I'm like, no, I'm I'm still talking about when you're like, oh, I'm tired. Mm. I'm exhausted. I've been traveling so much. And I, I fall victim to that quite often. But that is, you are speaking truth into who you are and into that identity. Mm-hmm. And so is there, what is your work that you kind of teach people to do around identity? Is is it to craft something and write something out and kind of read that every day? Or what does that process look like that you teach? Um, there's, a, there's a deep, it's a deep bucket to go down. You know, yeah. the thing for me is I, I was taught years ago that you don't have an idea that you can't, you know, convey to somebody that they can take action on. So whenever I create concepts and ideas like like dark works, a whole brand, but it's not like just an idea. It's a full process. It's called a dark work experience. Because I mentioned earlier, like when we think about the identity we're going to later on be, right? When I can say this is who I am, it's based on the consistent small things I've done progressing in, but they're all unique experiences, right? I'm I'm trying to rewire my brain psychologically and neurologically to be like become that, to feel like this is who I am. Now, in order to get to that point of saying who I am, is you got you got to talk to yourself. You got to say this is who I am. Now, there's that cognitive dissonance, meaning 
I say, I'm a billionaire and my brain goes, no, you're not. You know? <laughs> right. It's, it's an issue. But there's part of it that can go, you know, I'm, I'm a person who I, I do this every day. I, I am a, I'm a go-getter or I am a disciplined human or I am of integrity. I am whatever. You can state these things of how you believe yourself to be or what you want to see yourself as. And you program the subconscious, right? Mm-hmm. And doing that, now the goal is to be able to express that in the moments that I have set for myself. So if I go, um, I am a, a disciplined human being. I am, the, uh, I'm a person who accomplishes my daily tasks, right? Yes. Stay. That's who I am. Therefore, I'm going to try again alignment to stay in alignment with who I see myself to be. And when you can stay in alignment and it, it's tied to actions and habits, you progress to a point where it's interesting. I can state I am and program it, but after a certain level, it's just who I am. Right. I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not even processing it anymore. Yeah. The extent where I do something and people go, how do you do that? And I go, oh, it's just, oh, it's just who I am. Right. And yeah. You think yeah. about it. It's who you are. When the reality, like, how, my, people in my life, dude, how do you just get in the stage and just talk about all the things in your life? I go, oh, it's just who I am, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't have to tell myself, Anthony, you are a, a great stage performer. You are a great, I don't have to say that to myself anymore. Right. I've done right. it so much and built so to where that's just who I am. It's, it's my now, my natural flow, which is the key to identity. I believe the mm-hmm. definition, my definition is who you are when you are not thinking about who you are. Mm. Yes. That's who all of us are. Yeah. 90% of the day, we're just doing our thing, right? We're not yeah. thinking about how I'm doing the thing. I'm just doing it. Right. That person's building your life. That person is having yeah. the conversations, doing the things, not doing the things. And, and they're going to bed every night, having complete or not completed stuff. And that's building your life. So if you haven't taken control of that in some manner, that's going to give you the end destination of an achievement you desire. You're missing out on what could be great in your life because you're not taking control of your identity. Yes. And there is this season, I think, when you first start this work, that it's all really hard and really uncomfortable. Like I'm thinking for you, is there is there always something that you're rubbing up against identity wise? Like, is there, you know, you, you're rock solid in who you are today is your identity. You know, you're a speaker, you're a podcaster, you're a great dad, you're somebody that works out every day. Like, you don't have to think about all those things anymore. Not as much. But are you intentionally kind of always creating? Like, is there something that you're like, I need to tackle this. I need to work on this. Yeah. Or do, do you arrive? Is there a point where you just no. arrive into the identity and you're like, I'm good? No, I think humans are happiest in motion. And I'm, I'm completely okay with that. I'm very, I'm very happy, but not, I don't want to say content, but I'm not finished, you know? Right. I, I think there's this this thought for me of I, I don't want to leave this planet having not done what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And I'm okay with never knowing if I've done it, you know? Yeah. So yeah. so for me, I, I look at it this way. When we look at people that may think puzzles, right? If I got a puzzle in front of me, when you get the last puzzle piece put in place, you sit there and you go, All right, I'm done. And it's like, all right, now what? You know? Yeah. This, so I've realized that like the fun part's the putting together of the puzzle. Yes. And so for all of us. We're happiest in motion doing the puzzle stuff. And so when I'm looking at my life, I'm, I, there are endless things I could do. And what's yeah. interesting is the more you do, the more you're exposed to what you can do. Right. Absolutely. Get something done, I accomplish, I go, oh, oh, that means I could do this now, right? And it's yeah. endless. And so I fall in love with the whole process. I, I love, yeah. I love the day more than the destination. So if yeah. I love the day, I'm living a cool life, I'm building a state. So I don't, I don't know what's, I'll never arrive and I don't yeah. ever want to arrive because right. I don't think it'll be 
as experientially an amazing place as we all seem like, oh, I got it done, cherry on top, like cool. Right. Everyone on top for you to eat the Sunday, you know, like right. they're supposed yeah. to do something now. There's still supposed to be work done. Yes, absolutely. I love that analogy of the puzzle because I think it's really hard sometimes for people to really grasp, you know, when you could say, you know, I became a top podcaster or I made a million dollars. And it's hard for people to believe you're telling me when you made your first million dollars, it it was anticlimactic. You know, it's hard for people to believe that. But the puzzle analogy is so valid because that's what it is. It's the final piece. And then you're kind of like, oh, crap, what do I do now? Like, what's yeah. next? Mm-hmm. Like, it actually, there isn't this pinnacle. There might be a moment or a day that you're like so dang proud of yourself and we need to celebrate those milestones. Yeah. But it is absolutely the 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 journey of getting there that we need to find the joy. I agree. hundred percent mm. agree. People can actually just do that. It'd be great, but... <laughs> Right, there's, right. There's a lot. There's a lot of mental dynamics. To be honest, we're we're talking around all this stuff. Here's what I've found to be the solution: you think through it with somebody, and somehow, like we we actually put people through these experiences. And the thing is, like you think through it one time, and then you just you, you just go into flow. Like, the idea is, how can yeah. I get you into flow? Trusting the plan you made. The mm-hmm. thinking is in the plan, the preparation. That's where the thinking, right. not in the middle of the path. You you're yes. not thinking about the journey and getting started once you're on the journey, you're just doing the journey now, you know? Yeah. So many people, I, I try to think about it and what, what I do in the, in the middle of it. And it's like, you just, just, you're spinning in circles, man. Just yes. sit down and draw the plan out and then yeah. trust the plan. And so for me, all this stuff comes to a head of like, yeah, it's a lot of convolution. It can be a lot of words and a lot of thinking. It all boils back to like, sit down and prepare properly. Yes. And then go into the flow of it. You can always think back to why you're in the middle of the flow, but like now we're here, let's just stay on track. Let's not think about all extra. Let's just stay on track. You get to that point and you start doing some cool things. Yes, absolutely. Oh, so good, Anthony. So good. Well, with our time blocked as we both do, I know we both have another task and call in four minutes. Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to wrap here. I want to ask you a question that, um, I'm sure, you know, I think it was Justin Shank asked me the other day and I was like, God, that's such a good question. How would you define success? Control. Control. I get asked this question a lot. So I got a dialed in answer. Interesting. Well, here's the thing. I think we can all have freedom and freedom is the, the freedom to choose, but people still choose bad relationships. They choose crappy food. They choose, you know, bad jobs. But having control of yourself to not eat the crappy food, yeah. to lead the relationship, control of yourself to, to choose a different job. Like I have, I can get up in the morning. I can control this day. I know when I'm going to mm-hmm. do what I do. I can control my schedule. There's no one I have to ask for two weeks off. You know, that doesn't yeah. exist in my life. I have control, but control doesn't have to be tied to a billion dollars, a million dollars right. it can be tied to whatever the numerical base mm-hmm. is to live your life. And so can you get up and live your life in your own control? If you can do that, I believe you have an amazing level of success. Yes, yes, yes. I totally agree. Oh my gosh. Well, Anthony, thank you for your time. This yeah, has been so welcome. good. I know we could have talked for hours. Um, where can people find you? What do you have coming up? I know you've got a big launch this summer. Do you want to talk about that for a second? Yeah, uh, you can find me uh, if you just go to Instagram at Anthony Trucks. I want to say by August is the plan. The whole Dark Work brand will release. You can go to darkwork.com at that time. You go to Dark Work on Instagram at that time. We have a whole bunch of cool stuff from apparel to products to coaching. Like it's it's awesome. I'm going to release a whole new podcast called the Dark Work Podcast. 
So we uh, got some things in the mix, man. I'm looking forward yeah. to the world. And it won't be an Anthony Trucks brand. It'll be born of me, but it'll be a, a, a person's brand. Like I want people to identify with the concept, the message more than the human, because it's, it's something I need people to be able to pass the torch to without like whether or not you like Anthony or not, if that makes sense. Right. And so uh, I'm, I'm designing it the first time a brand that's completely separate of me, born of me, but not me. Wow. Wow. That's fascinating. But you are a pretty likable guy. I have to say. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. I'll still, be, I'll still be in the podcast host and that kind of stuff, yeah. obviously, but, but I want to be somewhere. I, I would be to happen. I want someone to have, I want to be in public and see him wearing a shirt. I go, nice shirt. They go, oh, nice. I, I, I like it. I like this brand. And I go, you know who makes it? They go, I have no idea who it is, but I like it. I want that to happen. Yes. I don't know when it's going to happen. But I want them to be like, I don't know. I just, I don't know who makes it, but it's a cool concept. It's a cool brand. Like dope. I've done my job. That's awesome. I love it so much. So much humility. Thank you again so much. And I'll drop everything in the show notes below. So you guys make sure you're following this guy. Like I started out, he just lights up my feed every day when I open up Instagram and so much goodness to share. And you can even deep dive deeper into your story, which is so incredibly powerful. But thank you again for your time today. Really appreciate it. And very well. Thanks for having me. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week. 